We're rolling. Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. Uh, this is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is Guan, the Blue Fez, and we bring you. Uh-huh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a beautiful mute movie for you tonight, today, this afternoon. <laughs> Um, this movie this is morning. called Astro City uh, by Wes Anderson. No, no. And Roy, uh, Ast- Asteroid City. What did I say? Asteroid? Astro City. Oh, Astro, yeah. Astro City's in the Jetsons. That's where, that's where right. the dog comes from. whole other cool story. Yeah, it's, Asteroid City. it's Asteroid City, which is even funny because I have a whole thing about that title. Um, all right, the Asteroids, this is a, a movie called Asteroid City. It's uh, Wes Anderson's latest movie. Um, it uh, essentially is uh, a metafiction, a metafictional story of a television show about the back back end workings or the backstage workings of a play uh, and the actual play itself. Uh, but none of them really kind of uh, kind of jive. Um, the premise of the story is about a writer, a playwright who's writing uh, a play, uh, and then we're going to get to see the play made. Um, and then we're going to also meet the actors, but then meet the characters themselves. Um, and then it, te- it kind of follows through on a number of different themes. But the main thing is just about uh, Augie um, Steenbeck's <laughs> grief, right? So it's, uh, I think it, that kind of is one of the, the main through lines. And he's kind of considered like the main character. Uh, and there are tons of characters uh, in this, this particular story. So what I would like to do... Oh, it's not ended yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a and great episode. And thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, see, this is why uh, I uh, I didn't talk last episodes, and I didn't miss a fucking cue. <laughs> but when this I is a Christopher this, Nolan episode. Yeah, it's a Christopher Nolan episode. <laughs> You're going to do the episode, backward yeah. first. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so what I would like to do is kind of go around the, the, the table and just get a, a, a quick uh, uh overview of what your thoughts on the movie you know if you've got like a major theme or something like that that you just want to kind of throw out there um so we can just kind of see where everybody is at on this kind of thing so um i'm gonna go ahead and start with dr tar i enjoyed the detailing the layering it it was i enjoyed that in the movie you're trying to on the first view and you're you're trying to absorb all the stuff that you know you're seeing and trying to listen to and i enjoyed that chaos that was really fun and it and it's, it's, it makes you want to go back and keep watching it again you know it's one of those kind of movies you know you, you find different things in it but it was uh 
yeah that was my first impression because i was like it's like one of the few movies lately that in recent times that i've seen that it just kind of i want to sit down and watch the whole thing and not you know i'll take a break and go somewhere else or you know i mean but anyway yes that was my take on it what about you blue fez so i have to say that um i've only seen it once and i'm going to need multiple viewings of this movie (laughs) (laughs) it was it was like um um there there is so much to uh, absorb um yeah so yeah um yeah I, I, that that's that's all i have to say and that's all i have to say about that <laughs> <laughs> how about you professor feather um it's an ephemeral movie for me um it it it's you know it's a paradox because it's it's it lacks substance but it has all the substance in the universe (laughs) (laughs) what can i say um you know it metafiction um the weaving of of what is reality and in this movie there is no reality no reality Um, no reality whatsoever so um which is pretty cool uh yeah that's that's my my major takeaway from the first time I watched it. Uh, it's beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, it's just beautiful. It, it, it's, it is it's full of it's full of it's here. If, it's full of everything that I want in a movie. <laughs> that's all. You kind of the overall look, though, if you look at it, it's kind of like grieving, grieving the loss of something, and it's mm-hmm. just like right. Yeah, just. Yeah. How about you, Doctor? And how it all ties that together. Was, that's, yeah, it's a, yeah. But it's anyway, good. that's my original. That's my. How about you, Doctor Head? I love the scenes out in the desert. It look. It looks like. It looks like Toy Story or Cars. You know, it's <laughs> it's Pixar pretty. Um, <laughs> it is, and and there is a silliness to some of the. It, 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 but Wes Anderson is hit and miss for me a, a lot of times, and, uh, and. I know that this is his movies are dense and I know this one is too. I really appreciated the stripping away or the combining of, of the layers of reality and not reality in the metafiction and going back and forth. Um, you know, I do like that. I, I don't know if I came away liking the movie, but I can certainly appreciate it for what it's trying to do with the medium, you know? So I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, and I'll say my takeaway is that uh, it's everything is deliberate in the film. I mean, there's not a oh, not yeah. a piece of the yeah. film that isn't absolutely deliberate. And there's so many little connections from uh, like the, something they say at the beginning that that hits the end. Um, all these like interwoven things, and to the point where you don't know what reality is reality, if any of them are reality. You know, it's just a, it's a bizarre kind of movie and I think we've been very fortunate to get movies like this and um, everything everywhere all at once you know uh, these just really uh, movies that could only really exist as movies um, especially this one where it's trying it's a play but it's a movie uh, and it does all these things that play and a TV show so to get to start out uh, let's go to act one all right so act one the whole movie starts out where did you notice that there was no music or sound 
up until uh, they got to the TV show. Um, and so even though the Universal logo, none of that was all silent, you know. Uh, and then we get to yeah. the black and white. It's the TV. And I looked this up uh, because uh, the television, uh, I wanted to know when color television was introduced to the mass uh, consumer. So the first broadcast was 1953. The first available consumer color television was 1954. And this movie takes place in 1955, right? So the majority of people had black and white for many you know, decades after that. Um, so that's where they, they use the, de- the, the black and white with the television. Um, but I love the fact you know, that they have that and uh, they then go to color. And you guys are mar- remarking on the color. The color is called high key. Uh, and that means there's almost no uh, dark or, or uh, really strong colors. And the only time you get strong colors are at very chosen moments. Um, and uh, I, I find that really interesting. So there's no music opening credit TV show about in, in that team. bright, brightly lit environment too. And it's just a, yeah. almost, yeah, almost it kind of, it's very plasticky, very like toys, toy story. Like I said, Pixar, it looks like mm-hmm. a, a set with those clouds jump right out of, of toy story, you know, and, and the, the depth of the shot, the colors. And I expected <laughs> to see professor, you know, pig. And I, uh, you know, I, I was like waiting for the toys to show up, you know, oh yeah, or, car, or cars. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. military reminds me of the uh, Mars attacks with you know the well, media there and the general that presides over the t- yeah just yeah uh, they had they even had the music from mars attacks that killed all the martians uh, at one point <laughs> in the movie so, yeah um yeah so the um the other thing that i liked was just kind of how they established things and just the weirdness of things so like we get the um the car chase in the middle of town right <laughs> and that keeps reoccurring throughout the entire movie you know, and up until the end, at the very end. Um, and then uh, I like the fact that they kind of establish the play where he says stage right, stage left. And then his last thing is, and I think this is what uh, lends itself to the color, is um, I want this to be the desert sun. It's not, neither cold nor warm. Right. It is unforgiving. You know, and it's you're like, and that's exactly how they do it. Um, so when you look at the actual set itself and the, the, the sets themselves, uh, what do you what do you think and how do you see those? Do they relate to something that you've seen before? How about you, Blue Fez? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to step away for a second. Okay. Because no um, yeah. All right. Lucy is Lucy yeah, is gotcha. All right. What what about you, Professor Feather? What was the question again? <laughs> the question. The question was about the sets themselves. The the. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I'm thinking about it, but not nothing. I mean, nothing really. Uh, maybe a Robert Rodriguez movie, um, for some reason that conjures. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I. Yeah, I mean, the, everything is so stilted in 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 Distorted. most in, in in much of the movie. You know, there's that 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 you know, especially when uh, Dad comes in, Tom Hanks. Yeah, 
I, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, that yeah, whole we'll, relationship. But yeah, yeah I, I really like I like the sets a lot. I really like the sets a lot because I like what Dr. Head said. I think that, you know, there's there's elements. That's the beauty of this movie. There's there's you can find elements from just about every medium in this movie. You know, they've gone all out. This is like Charlie Kaufman on mushrooms. You know, I you know, it's <laughs> it, it's just, you know, it's just crazy, uh, but it's so well put together and so well thought out. Here's this is that's Wes Anderson. You know, I th- I think, you know, and, and as Dr. Sen- said, whether you whether you like the movie or not, the craftsmanship and, and the what the thought that goes into the making of his movies is just a phenomenally good. You know, whether you like it or not, you know, because he's I'm got a vision that. and he's, he's got a, he's, he's up and down for me, too. You yeah, know, but he's and, tr- he's trying to yes. push something and like all and art. He, it, it, you can't it's not going to appeal to everybody and it's not always exactly, going to be successful exactly but that's, that's right. almost irrelevant yeah to, and to it, a degree. Well, it is so it is yeah yeah and, it just uh, helps if you like it <laughs> which i do yeah. i like and I like there, are, there are parts yeah. i i like mm-hmm. yeah and parts and i'm I, like it was a little calling attention to itself a little too much too self-indulgent saying says the guy who made a, a <laughs> two and a half hour blooper reel for, for his last movie <laughs> um but i keep but i don't I, I i expect that in a movie that costs a, you know 135 dollars to make i don't expect that in a quote-unquote professional director to be that kind of self-indulgent and, it's, and it's in the oh, scene that the scene that oh, jumps out to me like a sore thumb or a stepped on toe but it's comical but it's also like oh god i, I think this is falling flat for me is the the big diatribe well, I don't want to get too to ahead. Sorry, sorry, Midnight Gaffly. No, we're, we're gonna work our way through. So yeah, I don't know what I don't know what scene it's in where the general starts giving his speech after the alien shows up, right? Or before that, maybe I don't know. There's this little speech he gives, and then it just goes right off the rails. And I'm like, oh, okay, what what is yeah. going on here? You know, I think yeah, he's a whole element in and of himself. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of anachronisms in this. Um, in this movie, you know, for 1955, having a black general and uh, his uh, his conscript being an uh, Indian Pakistani kid, you know. So I mean, it's you're just like look like a native uh, a Native American. That's what I yep. thought. Yeah. yeah well, that's what I, no, I'm talking about the guy that was assisting like the scientist when he was. Yeah, know, he was. Oh, oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, and there was a couple of guards. Yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah, but to go back to the beginning when they established bringing in the family. Um, and you don't really know that the mother has died at this point. You know, you just you see the father, and he's got the he's got the pipe and the lighter, uh, and he holds the lighter up, and they pour gas on the lighter. And in the background, you see my favorite characters, the three little girls. Um, they're just poking. Yes. A, a they're snake fantastic. Light going, that's a flat snake, and that's you know, um, we're witches. Yeah, they're well. Yeah, one's a yeah. vampire, one's a right. mummy, and one's a fairy. <laughs> yeah it's it's like yeah these girls are delightful yeah and their names uh, their names are andromeda pandora and cassiopeia yeah yeah so which is you know again just another thing and then when they they take the car in the car seems to be kind of like a metaphor it, what is it the french press express or international french press international on the side of it um yeah and they try to fix it and matt uh, uh matt, matt dylan is the yeah. mechanic that that whole little scene with the little twisting on uh, yeah. it's, just, it's so funny 
Um, and then they bring that back at the end. You know, that thing <laughs> yeah. flops out of his car. It comes it comes back to, to haunt them. <laughs> but then he says, yeah, this model uh, is crap. It's done. And he goes, I've already got one out there. And you see the little girls, again, throwing rocks at it, smashing the windows and beating on the car itself. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But if you look at the, the gas station and all the signs, too, there's uh, the sign that says... Um, Death rides on unsafe tires. <laughs> right. Which is well, and you forgot the son. Oh, uh, yeah, the nerdy Woodrow. kid who's there. Yeah, the reason genius. why they're there. Nerdy yeah. kid. Right. Yes, well, that's, who's that's, there for right. his, yes. Yeah, that's the next part. Is <laughs> the brainiac. Uh, oh, yeah, right? that, yeah, that's right. Is that uh, is that you see all the other people start to come in, uh, and you find out that there's some sort of big science uh, affair uh, um, contest um, <laughs> yeah. in for the middle asteroid of nowhere. City. Yeah. But let's go back to the uh, idea that they keep calling it an asteroid, and that it's Asteroid <laughs> yeah. City, right? And uh, technically, once th- uh, that reaches the atmosphere of a planet, it's a meteorite. Um, yes. And, well, uh, well, it's yes, asteroid given the city. size, yeah. Well, it is, but the asteroid, they change it. The sign says meteorite. You know, the, the, it says meteorite instead of asteroid uh, at the end uh, when they kind of uh, bookend this, this whole thing. Um, but uh, so we find out that uh, he hasn't told his kids that um, his their mother has passed away, you know, and he seems. <laughs> what did he tell them that she's doing? And he's, uh, got it, and he's got it, but he's got the right, right, just yeah. Yeah, in a Tupperware. In Tupperware. Yeah. In Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is a great statement for, for the time. For the 50s. Yeah. And I love that. Right. I, well, the whole scene with Tom Hanks and them trying to oh resurrect their mom. Yeah. Oh, well, well, and yeah. to come back, come back to, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Jason Schwartzman's character. Yeah. Um, he's a photographer. And what does he use? Just a little consumer camera. Yeah. <laughs> what? And he, he's a combat photographer. Yeah. He's a combat photographer. And sometimes sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's the one of the great. I think Tom Hanks's part is also very under, you know, very subtle and great, and and just the nuances. So like he calls him yeah. up, and he has to be brought in from the golf course where she lives next to, and he's got a gun in his belt. You know, so he's golfing with a gun. He never has, he does, you don't ever see him without that gun tucked into his belt. So, you know, and just the, the conversation he has, he goes, I just haven't found the right the time. The only reality. And, yeah, and Tom Hanks says, um, uh, the time is always wrong. <laughs> and then he repeats that later when he's talking to, to his kids. So. So yeah, I don't know. It's like I said, it's a, it just keeps going on. I you know that car when the car breaks down and you see the the stuff on top of it and it looks like it says Steinbeck. They very cleverly cover up the the second E in the first suitcase and the first E in the second suitcase. So <laughs> it, you can't tell that it's not Steinbeck until they. Yeah, there are a couple Steinbeck. writers' names. Yeah, I know so too. It's clever. Yeah. yeah, there are. What's uh, what do we have? Uh, what's the playwright's name? Stuff. Conrad mm-hmm. Earp. That's the playwright. Conrad Earp. <laughs> and then uh, uh, what's the later on in the we have uh, oh shit, what's the dude's name? Um, oh, Salzburg Keitel, who's the, the <laughs> acting coach when they, they yeah, try to do yeah. the acting, an acting coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I and I think when they establish this, they're they're really kind of paralleling the loss. Uh, of the mother 
and then of Conrad Earp, right? Because yeah, um, the actor who plays Augie falls in love with Conrad Earp, and that whole scene where he brings the ice cream and does the, the whole scene uh, is really cool. And then, uh, but then his, in this play, he's he, he, it's the mother that has died. Um, and who plays the mother? Did you see the picture that he t- describes that he took when he first saw her, where she's in a bathtub on a on the the right um, right on the uh, balcony or not balcony but the um, fire escape? It, yeah, yeah. It's Margot Robbie. Oh, is it really? Yeah. It, Who also plays the. Uh, the, the actress at the end, right? But she even says that. That's what wait, that's his line at the end. I have it here. It's great. Um, he says, you're the wife who played my actress. <laughs> oh. Okay, now I get it. Now, because I, I didn't know she was the, in, the, in the picture. Like, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, so, and she, they even talk about how she got cut from the whole play. You know, there's running time. They're like, why did you get cut? Running time. <laughs> so, yeah, so I said, it, uh, um, and then we get... Uh, Yeah, when we see, uh, um, oh, the the whole thing about uh, what what is it? Augie burning his hand uh, on the on that that hot iron. What was the meaning of that? Because he brings it up and asks the question to Conrad when they first meet. Well, it's it's never answered. Because the writer herself doesn't even know, and then you see that reflected later on when he actually does it. He's like, "Why the fuck did you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why the fuck I did this." Or, right, I know. You know, he, yeah. So that's a theme that just, I don't know, it just happened. Yeah. When I think that's a, so, when I was asking about the um, the sets, to me they remind me, especially when they're in the desert town with color. It reminds me of uh, Wizard of Oz, um, because you can actually see where the ground meets the the walls of the the paintings that are supposed to be illusory, you know, illusions. Um, and if you've seen any of the back behind the scenes, the train itself isn't even a full size train. I mean, it I thought it was all CG. Yeah. No, there's no CG. None of there's no CG. CG. It's just yeah, it's all practical. Effects. Oh, so yeah. ah, I didn't know that. I have a lot more respect for it because I thought. Yeah. I mean, it looked good anyway. It looked beautiful. But I didn't know it was like a set. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, that's built crazy. It, built it out in the desert and everything, so it's it's huge. Um, wow. I, I, mean, I, lo- I love when all the people start arriving and they start introducing them. That you got the kid that has the I dare you, you dare me. You want to dare me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Eat this right. Pepper. Um, and then I love the fact that the 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 the, the Chinese uh, father and son. They're like, we have a tent for you. We had an accident with your <laughs> yeah. with your cabin. Um, and they keep doing this thing where they truck, you know, left and right. You know, they're not. Uh, well, yeah, we, we there's that, that you can get into a whole discussion of the camera work mm-hmm. and, and how that all how it all ties in together, um, it, because it's brilliant. Um, it's some of the most brilliant camera work I've seen in a long time. Um, and I think that's one of the one of the beauties of the film. You know, it's it is a film like like you said, Gadfly, it, you know, that's. And it's almost a and Dr. Head. It's almost like yeah. It's almost like the the filmmaker's film. You know, let's 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 do it. Um, it has it has qualities too. I think that I would equate to uh, the Cohen brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of similarities. You know, between them. Um, this 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 has even the use of the colors. This has even more flights of fancy. You know, in this particular yeah. movie. Um, you know, and we haven't even gotten into the, the the main character of the whole movie, which is the alien. I mean, let's let's face it. You know, he's the, uh, but he's anyway, the main protagonist. 
So let's go back. Where are we at, Gadfly? So we're, we're at the part where all of the people start to arrive and they start to introduce all of these people. And we, we find out that they're all coming to this little place in order to get um, uh, to compete mm-hmm. in this science uh, fair. So we've got the... A science fair, yeah. Yeah, it's a science fair. So we've got... And it's pretty funny, the, the stuff that they, they create. So what It's is, a science fiction fair. It's science yeah. fiction fair, yeah. So we have uh, the, the guy who I says... He, he wants you to dare him, creates a disintegration beam. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then uh, the Chinese kid has a a rocket pack, um, yeah. but they have to hold him down so he doesn't fly like away. Like tether him to the ground, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. that yeah. I love that scene. And then uh, um, the the girl that can uh, create plants um, from cosmic radiation, but you can't so eat they're them all because poisonous. they're toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you We're got Woodrow, who, yeah, Woodrow, who does uh, um, space advertising. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. He, he, he is the epitome of the of the you know consumer mentality, uh, you know of the of the fifties, especially. Uh, I love that. Yeah. When it, it, time, I would love that. Would be fun just to see a whole movie done just on that kind of stuff and just, <laughs> just well, the way it even the way it winds yeah. through this movie is pretty brilliant you know yes oh i know i love it well and i do you what what do you think about the the the, the kind of contrast between the parents and the kids like I think that's a pretty big theme about you know in this movie is that contrast between the two of them um like yeah, because uh, then there's all the Scarlett Johansson's yeah. character as well with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Rhea. Yeah. Who's Midge. Yeah, Midge is is a famous actress. Um, and uh, she's very much like that. And how, the, how Augie and her meet, you know, Augie takes a picture of her and she goes, I didn't give you permission. He goes, I never ask for permission. I'm a combat yeah. photographer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then she this, says, yeah, just let me see the proof. And he said, right. okay. Yeah. yeah. Makes a few more. I like how they're right across. I love the shots that when they're looking, like they're talking to each other. Uh, and then you know, when she does huts. the stuff for it. Just, yeah. yeah. It's just that those shots back and forth, like a frame within a frame. Right. You know? Yeah. And and how they're both on the other side of the picture. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. You know, like, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I was that, that you're, everything everyone has said about the artistry and the camera work. It, it is there. That's the one of the things that, that kept me going and kept me intrigued. Like watching this as a visual medium, and I thought, "Oh, Professor Fe- Professor Feather's got a boner right here." I'm sure he's watching this. Like, yeah, yes, my movie. Um, is it is it is a beautifully shot movie, and I uh, I just some of the scenes were really just quirky and fun, and others fell flat. But that he tried it, and it. I, it makes me want to go back and watch it again because I I didn't know what to expect going into it. I I, That's yeah. how I knew I, I knew zero yeah. about it, and I was thinking I was going to get a traditional story. And so part <laughs> yeah. of me was just like feeling like I'm always catching up. Like, okay, this is okay. Within, two, within thirty seconds, you know, it's it. not going to be a traditional story. But to kind of the first time through, like I'm sure. Fez can attest to first time through it's like uh you're you're kind of left like winded at the end like wow yeah, that, yeah. that's a that's a whole lot that's what's so cool about it though it's a lot yeah. to take I, in I like yeah, that. I, yeah agree. I really so like that it's it's not a light movie if it's not a movie if you're wanting to watch for casual entertainment i don't think right right or if someone if, used if, yeah. someone here used the word dense and i i really yeah. like that because that, that's exactly what it is that's I mean, me dr tar 
Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're I dense, Doctor yeah, Ed. Yeah, most of me. Some of me are. Some of me is pretty squishy, but some of me are common. They call it the black they're... hole. That's right. <laughs> this isn't a black shirt I'm wearing. It's a big hole. <laughs> so I I'd be so negative I, I, about it. You were talking about uh, Midge and Augie talking to each other through the window. Um, to me, this is one of the most uh, uh, sincere romances I've seen, you know, in a long time. And I love the parallel between their romance and their kids' romance, you know, because right. the way those two start to come together. And the reason I remember all this stuff is because I've watched this movie five times. And the last time oh, really? I was taking, oh. I was taking extensive notes. I'm just like going, oh, look at this, look at this, you know. I'm absolutely fascinated by this movie. I mean, it just, there's just so much going on here, um, that and connections that are being made throughout the movie, back and forth, short times, long times, you know. It's just crazy. Um, and I love the fact that like most of the adults are the idiots, you know. Um, they really yeah. are. Yeah. You, yeah. Think about Doctor Hickenlooper, uh, Tilda Swinton's character. <laughs> She's not very bright. Never, a lot of the shit she says is just not right. And you can tell she's just wanting to go, uh, Woodrow, you could be my protege. <laughs> you know, because he's the one who figures out it's uh, the time that, you know, that's, I think that's a clock. I think that's a, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's time. Uh, yeah. And then you find out, you know, they've got all this subversive stuff in there with Uncle Sam. Uh, they're like, we own all these projects. They're ours now, you know. So, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, work all the, government conspiracy everything into it it's just yeah well and yeah but i mean let's get back you know back to the chrono the chronology where are we at have, have we gotten so to we, the, we've we just have, yeah, we've just got to where midge and augie have uh, met right yes um, and he takes the picture uh, and then they start to have dialogue and then dr hickenlooper um kind of introduces herself and we see the the one modern looking facility in the whole place uh, which is has a bunch of satellite dishes outside of it and a dome uh, on it, which is their their kind of observatory. Which is like um, a then, Japanese then we, sci-fi movie. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to where we start to see all of the the people interacting inside of the town, uh, and we start to see all the vending machines that uh, that Steve Carell has outside of his his place which are awesome i mean they're they're really great we get the busload of kids that come in um the the kind of very uh school marm lady who's counting off all the children and they're praying and they're doing all this like very 50s stuff um and then they also have this band of cowboys right um and the the cowboy that she ends up like they're musicians on? yeah the musicians yeah. yeah but the cowboy she has a crush on is the only one that has a really dark blue outfit on yeah right, so whenever he's in a scene he contrasts with absolutely everything um my favorite <laughs> my favorite vending machine is the martini vending machine yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love when liv liv neeson uh, liv uh shriver goes where'd you get that <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and the, again, that's where the Uncle Sam owns everything. Um, and you find out, uh, you see the scene with the, the kids where Woodrow's sitting off by himself and they make him come over. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other guy is like, uh, dare me to jump off this bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the that's the major revelation there when of the of the kids and how they think and how they interact. Because it's on a whole different level than anybody else. They see bigger things. They're all geniuses. I mean, you know, so they all see things from a different 
perspective. But then here we put them all together and they, they, unlike most movies, they get along. And they're insightful. They understand each other. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a, there's a commiseration there. And to me, that's a, that's, that's a kind of a departure from the normal Hollywoodian, oh, we're going to have lots of conflict, you know? Um, I, I like that aspect. And I like the kids. You, you mentioned that. Yeah, they're family. Yeah. The, the, their theme throughout the whole movie is, it, I really, I really like that thread a lot. And uh, then you come to find that dad even is family. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I like that. It was just well, and you find out that like if you watch the movie and the story, uh, the parents have no effect on anything. It's the kids that end up doing everything all the right, way up to the right. very end. You know, uh, as <laughs> to getting the alien information out there, the way they trick that uh, that dude. You know, um, but the alien. So we haven't gotten to the alien yet. We haven't gotten to the alien. <laughs> yeah. Yet. So I just want to get. I just want to talk about that scene where they're eating and they get Woodrow and they, they're like Woodrow. <laughs> Uh, are you are you shy? He goes. I'm a late bloomer. Are you intimidated? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not intimidated. And they're like, I believe you. Come on over here. And then they start doing yeah. the list of, they start doing the list of names, and you start to see how smart they are. But then yeah. all of a sudden, Woodrow brings out that picture of his mom in the bathtub on the yeah. fire escape, and you see Margot Robbie there, and you're like going, Oh, this is what uh, Augie just described. You know, like two scenes ago. Um, yeah. And, and but then you have to think. This is not real. This is a story. This is this is part of the play right here. You know, this is uh, yeah. that's not a real mom or any of that stuff. But like any good play, if you're lost in it, the belief is there. So you know, it's it's all that it's all that confusion of 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 what what is consciousness. You know, right? Yeah. Well, and I I love the fact that the the names are meaningful as well. So the the kid that is that wants you to dare him all the time, his name is Clifford or Cliff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like jump off a cliff. Um, so or a big I, red dog. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, I think right after that, then they cut back to where you don't know if this is the real thing or not. Where we see Midge, or I think her name is Kim. <laughs> they call her Kim. Um, is on the train. Uh, before the day before, oh, yeah. it's supposed to asteroid asteroid city is supposed to open, and uh, we see Woodrow, who's the understudy for Woodrow, the actor, um, comes in and has to read these things off from uh, what's the dude? Uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, the director that they have, who has a, they even show his like real name that, and that he changed oh, yeah. it to something. Yeah, I can't remember what that is. Uh, oh, uh, Schubert Green. Schubert. Is that him? Yeah, I think it's Schubert Green. That's the, what's his name? Uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, it'll come to me. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a really good part right there where they go back to the, the to where somebody says to all of the parents, or most of the parents, um, your children are strange, and they all, all go. They all go. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's those three standing by. Yeah, and they're just sipping their drink. Yeah, <laughs> just Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah. They have a Adrian a, Brody. There you go. Adrian, Adrian Brody. Brody. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good and, actor. Uh, it is. An, it, yes, one of my yes, they are. 
one of my favorite things is because Schwartzman uh, is so short, Adrian Schwartzman. Brody pulls a chair over towards the end. And he sits down, and Adrian Brody gets on his knees on a pad. Oh, knees on the They're face to face, eye to eye. Because well, Adrian Brody's like really tall, you know. So like, yeah. you know, putting those two together. No, but good. yeah, just the whole yeah. <laughs> yeah I also good. like so. There's the scene where the the school marm and the cowboy have it out because the kids they're smoking with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he goes, I don't know where she got this. I almost half believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and the funny thing is, I that like kid that is, line. That's it good. is, but that that's the kid. Who I only sings. have to. <laughs> yeah, that's the kid who sings at the end, right? Yeah. So when they start doing the the song where he starts singing, I'm like, that's the kid, who, you know. So he's with the band, you know. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. We got Steve Carell as the hotel manager too. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. When he has a poker he's hat, he's got the poker brim. Yeah. You know, yeah. Thing. So everything's so, yeah. a gamble. The, yeah, a shade. Yeah. yeah. Everything's a gamble too, because like you, you can vend. Yeah. There's a vending machine. I love the description of this. The vending machine where you get half a, a tennis court's worth of land yeah. for your money. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. don't really own it. You're investing in it, but the investment, the loan will be forgiven, which means that nobody's going to make any money. They're just giving him money. <laughs> yeah, that. that's all that that scheme is all about. But doesn't he confront? Isn't there some couple that got? Yeah, they're complaining about something. About it. Yeah. Yeah, when I love the, the they talk about, so there's that scene where Midge says, I do a nude scene. Uh, I come out of the shower and, you know, and there's a shower right behind her, but instead of using the shower, she pantomimes the whole thing, right? And then she drops her towel, but we cut to the mirror and we don't see Scarlett Johansson's head at all. We just see a naked body. And then immediately after that, uh, um, Augie says, you know, they have stunt doubles for that. <laughs> you know that, so you know that wasn't uh, Scarlett Johansson's body in, in that mirror, you know, because or they were maybe. really like again calling out to maybe, yeah. That's why I said you have no idea. Could be, yeah. <laughs> she was nude in the movie where she plays an alien. Is I don't she? remember the name of it though. Under the skin. Yes, we got to do a show on that. Well, now yeah, I need to go back and watch that and compare the two bodies to see if it really was. Her. <laughs> yeah. There are similarities, <laughs> I, I think. I heard. Yeah. So no, I, I love pause the, that scene. Yeah. So we get back to the where the 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 um the little girls decide they're going to bury her mom, right? <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah. Yeah. So so what happens there? That's when they oh, pull up. The, they do this. They do this. Oh, they do the. So when they do the, the witchcraft spells. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They try to re- resurrect her or something like that. Well, they've they've got the Tupperware, but then they've got like a fork, a couple of forks, and a, a, pe- a pepper shaker and a salt shaker. <laughs> and then the grandfather shows up. Um, and again, this is where the Wes Anderson doesn't create a typical character. You expect the grandfather to be something that he's not, right? Like he's not, especially, especially packing the pistol all the time. Packing the pistol, just, but there's there's a point where he says, "I went through all of this with my wife, who drunk herself to death," and Augie goes, "I don't know what that means." <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and he just goes, "I just learned, I don't, I don't need to judge people. I just don't need to judge people." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, the three, the 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 three witches, <laughs> the three weird sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the the muses. And yes. that goes the yep. muses. Yep. Yep. And isn't That's one good. calliope, right? Yeah. 
as, as one of the muses is Calliope. Yeah. yeah. So we've got that connection. Yeah. Thank you, Neil. I Cannon. like, I like the interaction with Tom Hanks with them when they first buried her. Yeah. And he's like, Tom, okay, we'll wait. You know, just his, you know, just being, okay, you know, explain it. This is my daughter. The too. tolerant grandpa. And just, yeah. I, I just really like that. That just, that just whole calm demeanor between all of them. There's no voices raised, no fret, no nothing. No hysterics. Is, yeah. Hysterics. It's just, I just, yeah. I just, okay. If she doesn't come back, <laughs> Can I come? Yeah, he says I will come back and pick, you know, dig her up and take. And at the end, they do take her with her, you know, to go bury her somewhere else. But so. Well, and he's like going, "I hope the coyotes don't come and get her." But what can, what can we do about it? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, coyotes are going to go grab the Tupperware bowl. Um, yeah, what I think what what struck me about that scene is when they just when Augie describes his wife, the mom, she was not shy. She was would say all kinds of things, you know, and so these little girls, energy to it. Yeah, yeah. These, these little girls represent the mom, you know, and I think the grandfather, as soon as he sees this weird shit going on, he's like, I think he's immediately reminded of his daughter, you know, sure. in those, in those little girls. And so his demeanor towards them. And he's kind of like, and he's kind of like Augie though. I mean, you know, he's just like reserved, matter of fact, straightforward, you know what I mean? And that maybe that you know attracted to his his wife and then yeah. his daughter, yeah. So, so. We, we are, we're at the scene right now where um, they're all doing this thing where they're viewing the the lights through the boxes. <laughs> 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 and uh, if you look at the stage, two of the people have like plastic buckets on their head. With I don't yeah. know what's going on with that, you know. Um, but then the alien comes down, and this is all stop <laughs> motion animation. Right, this is all models and stuff like that. Have you guys seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yes, yes. Not all of it, but yes. Oh, no. so awesome! And that's that's all stop motion animation, yeah. you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so he does all of that. And this alien comes down. This, the alien design and the animation and just the the timing of all that is hilarious. I mean, it's and then their description afterwards. Maybe he's shy. Maybe, you know, like they're, they don't know what his actions mean when he comes and he, he gets it. And then he poses for the picture. Yes. All you picks up and he goes. <laughs> He's got the, yeah. He yeah you pose. know how I took the, well, going back to the effects, how I yeah, took the effects, it looks so simple. So it looked like almost like 80s, you know, like a CGI. <laughs> just had but, that look yeah. to it. And, and it was just hilarious. And I think, was. and I think a lot of it had to do with the eyes too. Yes, the eyes were yes, the so expressive, you know, <laughs> just great. Just you know, when he first comes Jeff down, Jeff Goldblum you know, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had Jeff Goldblum but, eyes. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I actually laughed when he posed. I just, I, <laughs> I know. So I thought that was. I just thought that was so fucking funny. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. just the whole, the whole statement. You know, is so good. And you're talking about all the all of the adults are pretty much reserved in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the adults are all just pretty much adults, well, yeah, that, kind of. You know, that kind of sixty. But they're not. They're not really. They're not. You know, ex- except for Liev Shriver. Pretty progressive. Though. Well, yeah. Okay. JJ, JJ, <laughs> you press that button, I will kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I will kill you. Well, and there's the there's the whole discussion between the uh, the the dad of the uh, Chinese uh, kid, uh, um, 
and and live 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 and they're, yeah. they're, his JJ I think is his name in the movie about the probability of aliens right and yeah. Liam is like no there's it's like this is, and, and <laughs> the dad goes that's not even a number I don't I don't know what you're talking about and then when the alien shows up there's they cut to the scene of those two looking at each other <laughs> and you're like see that's that's a nuance right there yeah yeah um, yeah but it, the the thing that comes out of that is that uh, that's the only time uh, you know we see that green light. Uh, we'll see that later. Yeah. It, the only time we see color in the black and white portion of the movie is when Adrian Brody. Um, and doesn't it seem turns the the model on? Go this ahead. whole movie, you no, know, it's just. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Go but ahead. The whole movie is just like this brilliant filmmaking. But when you see the spaceship, doesn't it look like the way they portray it? Doesn't it look like like a, a '80s game? Mm-hmm. You know, like just that hexagon. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. I think that is so funny. It just has so, that, like the alien. It looks so cheap and so yeah. And they avoided the cliche look of the of the silver saucer, the smooth. Yes, yeah. You know, it looks anything, but, but it looks, but it looks like uh, something for like, oh, well, I guess now Tron or something like that. But <laughs> Close Encounters, you know, something, yeah, yeah something odd and not as organic looking uh, or celestial looking. It but just, yeah. no, it looks like a video game is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. That it just looks like. Beep. So, Blue Fez, do you does this did does the alien scene remind you of Mars Attacks? Um, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, the movement. And, yep. Yeah, that's why I said as soon as I saw that, I'm like, he's playing homage. And then when he has the music on that kills all the Martians in Mars Attacks. Yeah, I'm like, Slim he, Whitman. He, he, yeah, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Slim Whitman. Slim Whitman, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, the lady years became thick, thick Whitman. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, so the alien comes down and takes the asteroid and then leaves. (laughs) Except it's a meteorite. Intentionally picks it up. Sorry. Yeah. What does he say? Like, whenever he returns, like, it's been inventoried or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Yep. At the, yeah, the, it's got markings on it. Like, it's been, he turns it upside down and it's stamped. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The, so after that, they quarantine the whole place. All right, they yeah. enact a quarantine so nobody can leave, and that's why it goes to one week later. So it's it's seven a.m. Uh, September uh, nineteen fifty-five, and then it's the next day for Act Two, and then it's a week later, um, and uh, the quarantine. And it's funny because Augie develops the picture of the alien and shows it to Midge, and he goes, "This one," and she goes, "No, the other one," and he has to show her the one that he took of her. <laughs> Because she doesn't give a shit about the alien picture. She wants to see the picture of herself, you know, which, again, you know, is good. And I think this is where you find out that he... he she's an actress. And, she's an actress, but you find out that Augie and Midge have, have gotten together. You know, yeah. there's a scene that they've omitted that they come back to. Um, and that uh, Woodrow and Dinah find out uh, about all this. So yeah, they else? do put it into it, and that's when the quarantine. And that's another thing. Like the, most of the adults go along with it, you know. Like there's, like it's, you know, that's the fifties. If your government said to do it, okay, yeah, we're doing it. You know, do it. yeah, you're you're the boss. You know, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I think that's a that's a big thing with this, with the whole military, and it's the military experimental science thing. Yes, and, you know, yeah. You've got Tilda Swinton as Hickenlooper, um, and I don't know where Hickenlooper come, came from other than Hickenlooper was a director who did... Uh, uh, he died at a young age a few years ago, but um, he did a couple of really good movies. I'm trying to think what they... I had him written down here somewhere. Um yeah, the name sounds really familiar, but it's just one of those names. Hickenlooper. Well, I, I was that thinking it was yeah. I was thinking it was Basket Case, but that's Hinnenlotter. Brain damage. Have we done brain damage? Gretel Gruber. That's uh, a character in uh, a lovely movie about Uranus. Hans and von mm-hmm. Gretel Gruber. Yeah, when it, it's funny because uh, even when they at the end when they changed that billboard to meteorite, um, uh, Woodrow, who's supposed to be super smart, keeps referring to it as an asteroid. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure all this is deliberate. Um, but I do like oh, yeah. the. the, the so, what about the the relationship of Augie and uh, Stanley? What's his name? Uh, the the grandfather. What do you think about? their little interactions that they have. They, they never cared for each other. <laughs> it's just their daughter between them, but now I think it's slowly evolving because he has to. <laughs> but I, I like how they all leave together. and It's just yeah. even her in a Tupperware. It was just... Yeah, well, I think he's like for that never... little aspect of the film. I thought that was a nice little closure. You know, it was just it was kind of fun. Yeah, and they talk about grief. You know, and he, you know, because yes. Augie goes, Augie says, "Look, I'm grieving," and uh, <laughs> that's when the grandfather goes, "We're all grieving. We all miss her." You know, I mean, it's yeah. just a really nice little kind of wrap up. And just how he refers to him, though, you know, yeah. it's like, like he has to interact with him just because his daughters are there. Or his granddaughters are there, you know. Yeah, I mean, just, and they cut to yeah. them, and one of them is holding a, a, a motor oil can that's dripping. <laughs> the tour in the background. Like, yeah, and then and then this is when the kids, you know, because they're quarantined, and a lot of these kids can't see uh, uh, the kids that came in on the bus with this the school marm, the the teacher, can't see their parents. They uh, they devise a plan to contact the outside world. And so he who do they who does he contact? He contacts his friend on his school newspaper. The school oh, right, newspaper. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Right. And which gets the oh, story yeah. out of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What I, I love the whole thing when they decide they're going to persecute him and his father keeps apologizing. He goes, "Don't you apologize. I'll win this. We're not going to they'll never get me." <laughs> Yeah, so but I, again, I, I think there's a lot of stuff in here. Like with we we talked about uh, um, uh, the general uh, being black, you know, in 1955, um, and then you know we see these other people in the military, you know, at that time, which well, I, lots of assertive women running through the whole film. So yeah, yeah, it just yeah, it's we just Til- Tilda Swinton, Hope Davis. I mean, you know. It doesn't get much better than that. Tilda Swinton is always any anything she does. She could have three lines, and I'd be like, 
fucking genius. So that's when we get to the end of Act 2, when we get the sleeping scene. So somebody explain Conrad Earp and Salzburg Keitel trying to get the entire audience, or not audience, but these actors to improvise what it's like sleeping. Yeah. What does that scene oh. mean? How does that scene relate to the story? Because you have to think like you're in a dream. I don't know. Getting the audience prime to take what? I don't I think we find out who Augie, the actor's real name is. And that's Jones Hall, because they single him out during that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, don't know. and his that's relation the... with the playwright at the beginning. Well, know, the... yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thread. <laughs> but it is a big thread. I mean, well, I know. Like, I know. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes. It's a huge thread. Yeah, because it's the parallel of but brief, anyway, yeah. Because he finds out that uh, Conrad Earp uh, well, dies his... in a tragic yeah. car accident. You know they're together because of the whole ice cream scene. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I could just keep going on about this. And yeah. he keeps going back to yeah. It keeps he wants to know yeah. Yeah, and that's you know because it, he had it, to resolve his grief. Yeah, and it, and he couldn't. Yeah, and if you've never character. seen the movie, if we're talking to people that's never seen the movie, yeah. it. It's these these threads are all woven throughout the movie, where you go from different realities, um, and we we're not we're touching on those, but it's kind of hard to really they, the way they're interspersed. Um, it's kind of you'll know if you watch. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it, it's kind of hard to describe, you know, because of how of how everything inner inner is you know interconnected. Which also makes the movie so beautiful, though, too. Right, just, right. Just a nice, yeah. I really didn't like it. You guys were talking about the, I I think that's one of the things I, if I was even going to criticize, which isn't much of a criticism, I guess. Um, I didn't like the relationship real well between um, the, 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 the ste- or, you know, the father-in-law and the, the grand- son. Oh, uh, Oh, you! Oh, you I, didn't, I, I didn't. See, I didn't I, really. I just didn't really think it came off very. Maybe, maybe that was the point. I mean, it was. It was so normal. Maybe that was the point, and maybe I just didn't like that being too normal. I guess. Um, and so it. it but I, what I, kind of what Mark would or, or uh, uh, Doctor Head there would say? You know, if it, it, it fell flat a little bit for me, that relationship kind of fell flat a little bit for me. Um, that's really about the only one throughout the whole thing that I I really had I a problem like the, with. I, but I guess I like the interaction where they were like, it was it was so mundane to him anyway. They well, just yeah. kind of said what they said, right? And and like it's always been an ongoing thing with them. You know what I mean? Right, it's just right. like it, it is what it is, and it's just like. But it's a it's it's it's, a, yeah, it's an it's ongoing a, it's an ongoing cliche too. You know, it, it and is. they really but, they but really filled in the cliche blanks. I think, and that yeah. that's why I didn't like it. I think it was yeah. a little too cliche. But maybe that's oh, I it? understand that if that was the point, and I just didn't get the point. You know. No, I, I I guess I I liked how it was just subdued. You know, they didn't come out with. He was just like, okay, here we are. This is what I'm here to get my child. You know, grandkids. You know, whatever needs to be done. Yeah, I just yeah, I I liked it, but okay. 
so I like uh, in Act Three uh, when they decide they're going to be uh, they've uh, everybody's found out there's an alien. You know, the 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 news is out. Um, they uh, they now have this big fair that's there, and they they're petitioning to change the name uh, of the town and all that stuff. Um, but my favorite part, and it's something to me that kind of sums up the whole movie, is um, the mechanic. Uh, so the school barm is there, and they've got the TV there. Um, and uh, she goes, well, we're, we're expecting an announcement on the TV anytime soon here. Um, and the mechanic pops up from behind it, and he goes, everything is connected. Nothing is working. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at him, you know, he's a mechanic. But there's all those those fucked up cars that are just stacked, and none of them have <laughs> right. tires, right? They're just lines of them. So it's like, yeah. does he know how to fix anything? You know. <laughs> um, but I love the line, you know, everything is connected, nothing is working. You know, I think, you know, to me, there's that's a, a kind of a theme here. Let me get to the kids singing. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's when Hickenlooper has that really nice scene with uh, Woodrow as well, right? When she says, look, don't apologize, you know, follow your curiosity. It's wonderful. It's great. Now, yeah. would you like to, I would like to be your mentor. Yeah. <laughs> you could be my protege, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you know that it's because he's way fucking smarter than she is. Um, <laughs> um, and when the alien shows up again, it's Woodrow has one of the best lines as well. He looks up at the clock and what does he say? It's today again. <laughs> right? Because he looks at the clock the first time and he goes, well, that that's a date, I think. That's today, you know? Yeah. And when the alien returns and drops the meteorite down on the ground, he's like, it's today again. <laughs> but yeah, Je Jeff Goldblum, casting Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> genius, right? As the alien, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah, there's all kind of stuff. That's and that's like when uh, Augie breaks. And he has uh, those Jeff Gold. <laughs> it, it, Jeff Goldblum eyes. Yeah, the uh, that's like when they cast yeah. him in the league as Ruxin's father. Um. Um. Yeah. Nick yeah, Krolls. Fly or, eyes, yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's when they kind of break the third wall, and that's when uh, um. The uh, the director talks to Augie or whatever this real name is. But then he goes, I need a breath of fresh air. And uh, the director says, you're not going to find one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he goes out on the I balcony. I really like... Uh, Go ahead. Really liked how they found everyone to get into this movie, though. They had, like, yeah, just a lot of well-known actors and stuff, you know, to be in the movie. First, such small parts, too. And it just... I, I really liked that. That was fun. Yeah, and the fact that Jason Schwartzman gets to be one of the main parts, you know, um, over all <laughs> these great stars. Um, but I would, you know, I will put Jason Schwartzman up there with anybody. I mean, after the first time I saw him was in Rushmore, which is a, a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Which is one of his his best. Um, and I'll agree with you guys. I'm not, Wes Anderson doesn't hit on every movie with me. The Royal Tenenbaums did nothing for me. You know, it had parts that were good, but overall, not for me. Um but you know the uh, the Grand Budapest, really good movie. You know, good movie. I would say, yeah. what is it? Uh, um, Isle of the Dogs or Isle of Dogs? Yeah, like oh yeah, Isle of Dogs. I don't know if I've seen that one. 
Um, Life Aquatic. Seen. Life Aquatic had good stuff, but I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. consider it one of his, you know. Yeah, films that I try. I wanted to like Life Aquatic so mm-hmm. much. It just, yeah. it just, it just didn't do anything. It just didn't make for me at all. Yeah, I mean, I was like excited about it. You know, I love Bill Murray, and I thought that was, the premise was absurd. It's just the execution, that writing just wasn't yeah. good. It just, what? yeah. Well, come to come back to this movie, Doctor Ed. You, you know. Yeah. You, what what's your criticisms on this movie? I think I think because there were times where things stuck out, like 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 the general's speech, like when he makes that speech, yeah. it just it just suddenly turns into almost like a song and dance routine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that's it's almost like the carnival doors have opened up and here we go and we're gonna do this dance routine. That one, that one stuck out as as like okay, I'm I'm look how clever I am. I am so fucking clever. I'm going to make this guy say this speech this way. Whereas other parts of the of the story felt as crazy as it is, felt more natural. You know, like especially when they're in the play, the the, the kids seem like these are just kids who are just full of life, life. You know, um, and just deliriously fun. Um, uh, the sisters. I'm at you know the three the we three right, witches. Right. Um, so th- you know things like that. I I I loved breaking back and forth between the play and the the real reality, and uh, I thought those some of those scenes were really really well done. I love the camera work, but I think it was just because I came in with one expectation, or I guess some a different expectation, and just I think I found myself just going, "What the fuck?" You know, what is. Uh, what are we what are we doing here um <laughs> yeah and and knowing wes anderson i mean i knew it's a wes anderson film and i, and I stayed away from a lot of the i heard like people were like oh it's not one of his best films i'm like you know i don't give a fuck what people think it, it you know right but so the, it, it was just i think it's a movie that on the first take i came away with <sighs> yeah it, yeah I, I know what you're trying to do, and I appreciate you are using film in a way that we rarely see as filmgoers. You know, I, I yeah. that's fantastic. But at the same time, there are parts where just like it, I don't know if it just didn't do anything, didn't go anywhere. Well, it was too confusing, it, too trying to be too clever at times. I, you know, I don't know. Um, but now, though, goddammit, I need to go back and watch it again because I am hearing so many things like, you know, I never thought of because I'm experiencing it the first time. I'm still yeah, absorbing yeah, it. Yeah. And so I haven't had time to process like Gadfly five times and you keep on coming back to it. You're seeing more and more and more things. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll have a better, a, a much better appreciation of it as as a piece of art after the third and fourth viewing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get obsessed with certain films and I'll just watch them over and over. And I'll even, if we're not doing a podcast, I'll take notes just for my own thoughts, you know, my own edification of like what what's going on here. Um, and I find that really fun. <laughs> you know, it's probably really nerdy, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, I love the structure of story. I'm, I did the same thing with uh, everywhere, you know, everything everywhere all at once. Um, and I, I'm pissed that I didn't have my notes with this because we missed some stuff, like the hot dog fingers, which I was glad that oh. uh, Professor, <laughs> Professor Feather brought that up in the description of the episode, you know, uh, was the hot dog fingers. And I'm like, 
that that whole little whacked out mm-hmm. shit was great. Um, yeah, the other one I did that with was Birdman. Uh, I, I've watched Birdman. I can't. Yeah, oh, Bird- Birdman. Well, I was going to make a comparison to Birdman and Asteroid City. I thought there's a lot of that magical realism it, because of yeah. the nature of the play, but and the way of oh, the way the camera is integral to telling the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both right. these movies use the camera to expert expertly, just just beautifully. Um, but yeah, Birdman blew me away. That one was just like, oh, it's a, it's a fucking. It's like got that jazz music in the back. It's like a fucking jazz improv. It's what it feels like. It's alive. It's energetic. And it just goes. And you can't help but follow along with it. And I, I love Birdman. Yeah. When they both have Edward Norton. So Edward Norton is <laughs> has very quickly been, you know, raised, rising in my esteem. You know, I've always thought he was a good actor. But like these, his work with uh, Wes Anderson. And then when he was in Birdman, I'm Choice. like, he. Yeah, he carries Birdman as much as anybody in that movie, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, all good. Um, so the epilogue of Asteroid City is that uh, Midge did uh, left early um, and that Augie has chosen tomato juice of all the juice choices. <laughs> and uh, he goes to the diner, orders some two black coffees and a bunch of uh, waffles. Five words of flapjacks yeah. flap yeah, yeah, or something like that. Hotcakes. She left an address for you. It's a P.O. box. It's a P.O. box. (laughs) 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 And then they cut to the Roadrunner because the Roadrunner is the... the, um, Wait, yeah, I was going to say, you know, Dr. Head, just think of the Mm Roadrunner. That, in the very beginning, when you see the (laughs) Roadrunner, that is a portent. <laughs> of everything to come. You also only see the Roadrunner with the three sisters. Yes. Until the very end. Yeah. Until the very end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, I didn't even. I don't think I noticed the Roadrunner at the beginning. The <laughs> yeah. First time, you know, I well, I noticed it at the end because it was like so yeah. obvious. Like, oh, yeah. okay, everyone's leaving, and here's this Roadrunner. I'm like, oh, okay. What the f- now that's grinding your nose into it. Nah. What's what's this? What's this? It's like it's just like Caddyshack where you need a gopher to tie things through, you know. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I I'll have to watch it again now, again uh, because to, just to see these things. Yeah, for well, sure. and the road the road runner is uh, it's a device, and it's two guys in green screen in green costumes operating it. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. The, the, yeah. Oh, the, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch wow. the when you watch it, it's well, kind I of, was thinking again, it was all CG because it looks like that. Yeah. It has that pastel yeah. kind of saturation, you know? Yeah. I thought, yeah. God, it's brilliantly done, <laughs> well, you know, that, CG. Uh, but that, now I have. Wow. Yeah. The colorization was done in the computer. I mean, that's that yeah. was all, you know, I mean, yeah. it, was con- it was done okay. with the sets, but it was then it was then treated in a computer afterwards. But none okay. of the animation was done with that. The, the train itself was a like a one half or one third scale model. Well, I thought so, it was a third scale. Uh, yeah. yeah, third scale. So it's it's about up to yeah. the weight. Yay, miniatures. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> they, you see these two guys running behind it, pushing it along the tracks until they take it. <laughs> Uh, and and they, they don't take it out digitally, but they just don't shoot it where you can see them, you know. And then the, the train in the background is like they're using that forced perspective you know, to get what they get. I love that practical effects still mm-hmm. rule. 
Yeah, because I mean, since it is the the world of the play, it makes sense that they have backgrounds because that's a play. I mean, you got the well, yeah, play with, exactly. with the, exactly. the three walls, and that's that's a layer that I since I know that now, it's like, oh, okay, fuck this this is this is this is dense, but getting dense in a really good way. Uh, and and I think and I kind of like, and yeah. I think you are spot on, uh, Doctor Head, about the 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 performance aspect of the general. But I thought that's that's stage that's that, cabaret that's point. I, that's, that's what it. i was thinking it was kind of you know going in that style because we're you know we're in the world of plays and and stage yeah. you know it's the beginning of the music man that's yes. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, just, just, that's a, just you mm-hmm. know that makes sense yeah. i mean all these things make perfect sense i wasn't making the connection before to yeah it. yeah I didn't either the first because, time I watched it. Because I'm I like just, getting sucked into the story. Like, yeah, then I had to be brought back out of it to realize, oh, okay, that's that's pretend world. Now we're in the real world. But yeah, I wouldn't, you know, didn't even like pay attention to shit like that, like making the connection uh, of, the, I like a lot of, of the play within like the play that. within the play mm-hmm. kind of thing and keeping that theatrical themes and threads all through it. Because <laughs> I got a message from the president. He's angry. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to persecute the, the, the must be Trump agent. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any final words on this movie? I mean, y'all know how I feel about it. So <laughs> oh, I'm no, pretty much is- in your camp. I, I, this is one. This is probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie. I, I, this is one really, really. It's are. right up there, anyway. You know, because <laughs> you know, there's a couple that I like pretty well. I like Rushmore a lot. Um, uh, Rushmore, I would Buddha, say it's the, it's a toss up between this, um, the French Dispatch, and um, um, the Grand Budapest. Yes, the Grand yeah. Budapest is yep. right up there for me. Grand Budapest. Uh, so yeah, they all are. All of those are uh, those are the good Wes Anderson movies and Rushmore. It's, it's I think Rushmore should be added in there too. I, well, I like the Darjeeling Express. And the Darjeeling Express. A lot of people, oh, lot of people oh, didn't like oh, that. Oh, God, I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good, yeah, too. That, that's that's well, a good I, one. I think, yeah, what makes them kind of unique is you keep wanting to go back and look at them because they are layered like this. You know what I mean? They're fun movies to revisit. They're not like, you know, okay, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. And that's it's exactly awesome. how I felt about it until this episode. God damn it. Now I have to go back and rewatch I'm like, well, that's off my list. But yeah, I, ju- yeah. Just like skinned deep, right? Until you heard me talking about it, you never wanted to watch it again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't know what you never want to watch again until you watch it. I just brought this episode down. <laughs> we'll keep it there. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. No, not quite. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! And you have been experiencing... Oh, my roids. (laughs) 
There's the episode title. Yeah, Preparation H Bomb. <laughs> oh, my Roy's or Preparation H We totally forgot to talk about the H Bomb in the whole movie. Oh, That's oh, true. Hey. We did. We did. Oh, my Roy oh, City. Okay, that Preparation H Bomb it is. Yes. Oh, my Roy City. Is that what you said? We'll save oh, the H Bomb for the next episode. Uh, awesome. Asteroid City Part 2. Oh, my Roy's. I wanted to use that in. Uh, in Phantom Planet. <laughs> Preparation H bomb. That's fantastic. Speaking they of should, it all burns they should down here. Roy. When it burns, it burns. Preparation <laughs> H bomb. Unsane Radio, the Preparation H of the airwaves. <laughs> so bend over and get two fingers and take it. It's an issue, it's an issue for your tissue. <laughs> That's what I did last night. <laughs> uh, you can find us on any corner late at night. Hashtag knuckle children. <laughs> we all have a cold I've killed more babies in the book of God. Area of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Tire and feather. Okay, next. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can find us at Facebook or <laughs> at TimeFather.com. <laughs> That's it. Nice. All right. Hey, Heavy Metal Horror, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast on Facebook, Montag Lewis on Instagram, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast on YouTube. Hey, if you like our show, tell us about it. And we freaks, W-E-E. We... we- Freaks! A web-based comic book is on the Facebooks. If you like peanuts, if you like freaks, if you like peanuts and freaks, if you like peanut butter jelly, if you like anything, you're gonna love We Freaks. We Freaks, We Freaks, We Freaks. You're gonna love it. Uh, This episode was brought to you by Odd Box of Socks. No two socks are alike. This is perfect for amputees and Dr. Head. My sock bill is astronomical. Asteroid (laughs) centenomical.